are live. This is week six NFL Draft Cast. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, joined, as always, by Mr. Jason, by Dave, and a very special VIP guest like we do every single week. Even got my hair cut, you know, just, just for you guys tonight because I was, listen, I was getting a lot of comments talking about I had a little gray show, and so I got the fade up. You know, 35 hours for a haircut nowadays, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Listen. I got a nice fade for 35 bucks, but you know what you else get for $35 is a one-month membership to Win Daily for all things premium. So make sure you check this out right now at WinDailySports.com. But we are rolling into week six, another week of buys. We had buys last week. Uh, Dave, we can go a little bit. The Phillies just won uh, tonight. Uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles are undefeated. So this could just be like the all-Philly NFL draft care show, which is cool. I could take that, right? Let's not talk about NBA. I don't want to hear about that. But uh, but this is football territory, and we're going to get right into business. I'm going to pass it over to my man, Jason, who's going to introduce this very special VIP guest. Yeah, we got the one and only uh, Ian Harden stopping by, man. This guy's been all over the map. Um, I interviewed him back in the day, I think, when COVID hit. One of the sharpest guys, you know, in the industry, senior fantasy analyst at Fantasy Life, um, worked at Action Network, NBC Sports, Pro Football Focus. He's been everywhere. Now he's working with Matt Berry, some great guys over at Fantasy Life. Go get checked out all his content, a lot of great content. You know, I want to start us off, man. Welcome to the show, of course. And my first question to you, it's not about Duke Johnson, because I don't even know where that guy is anymore, man. I don't oh, know. Easy, easy. He where he's at right now. He was good for a minute. Um, but my first question to you is like, what is a typical day of researching football during the season? So what do you do 9 a.m. or 8 a.m.? How do you start your day? Yeah, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. But, you know, definitely the night before is a little bit on when we're waking up. I do the uh, Sunday night recap pod done with that like 2 a.m and then i like to wind down a little bit and have a couple drinks i'm not ready to go to sleep yet so then like yeah i wake up at 11 a.m or something schedule a bunch of tweets for like 7 a.m make people think i'm up and then move on from there but typical day during the week i would say you know try to especially in the season you know 8 a.m 9 a.m at the latest and from there uh you know try to start the day with a dog walk i found that's a nice you know sometimes you get cooped up inside a little too long so start off with a little walk and then from there man it's pretty much writing i write like four articles and two newsletters a week so most of my research and tweets just come directly from that so writing and then you know i'll usually have at least one to three probably video commitments or radio commitments you know throughout the afternoon so knock those out and you know try to hopefully be done by six uh more days than not still try to get to the gym three four times a week and uh yeah you know watch all the games so it's a i've gotten it to a reasonable point if you asked me this uh five years ago especially when i used to be on some of these news crews uh would have been a lot less gym a lot less uh walking outside and touching grass but i'm in a pretty good spot right now so i love the vibes love the energy and tony and dave they're old but they haven't been on Twitter for, for too long. And I don't know if they know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. You know, but back in the day, I would say maybe a couple of years ago, you started dropping these helicopters. And I want to give, you know, you the opportunity to talk about the helicopters again. I'm sure you talked about it before. And then where did they go? Where did these helicopters go? Because I haven't seen them in a minute. So let's hear it, man. 
Oh yeah, so I mean, they're still. I'm still sending them out on a Saturday night. It's certainly been a few okay, years since we've I'm had. Uh, oh, you're good. Certainly a few years since we we went James Conner last week. Great play, in my opinion. Can't control the injuries uh, sometimes. So they've been doing all right. Haven't had any huge hits, but uh, no massive misses, which is uh, you know always appreciated. But yeah, I remember, man, I started it. And shout out to the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Twitter account they had the PF Changs tweet back in the day. And then one time, like it was just a Sunday morning before Week One, and they put the graphic out there advertising something so i just took it and i was like uh deshaun jackson was on washington i think and they were playing the eagles and you guys know he was always a revenge game god mm-hmm. so i was just like just dropping down to say d jack's going for you know a buck 20 and two touchdowns or something and it fucking happened so we uh you know hyped about that and then went back to it and man like the first year i did it dude like and the idea too was like to try to pick like lower own not just complete smash players i stayed away from like you know top five and top five top eight and like salary on DraftKings main slate only and try not to pick like you know the pure chalk out there so nailed it the first year everyone's like oh my god this hardest guy can see the future like this is fantastic <laughs> and dude like, i probably hit like as many that first year as i've hit like in four or five years since like it's fucking just a train wreck out there a helicopter crash out there i should say actually with it half the time but no it's fun um I used to let the L's get to me definitely a little more. And now I'm just like, you know, it's a freaking helicopter graphic on social media, man. Don't need to take it too seriously. So, uh, yeah, man, but just fun time and good to, uh, you know, throw your picks sometimes. Because as much as we want to always say, like, yeah, I have some exposure to this guy or that guy, you know, we're in the industry. Let's put our neck on the line every now and then. Why the hell not? There you go. Just put Tyreek Hill in the graphic every week. You'll you look like a genius. That's what I'm um, saying, man. Like I can't do that. Justin <laughs> Jefferson, like, can't can't take the easy way out of it. So that's what, you know, ultimately racks up the losses, but makes it fun in a way. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen your, your Twitter bio here. Um, you live Cincinnati. I'm assuming either your hometown or potentially where you're living right now. So I'm assuming Bengals fan, maybe Browns fan. Um, and, and what's your thoughts on Burrow and, and these teams moving forward if you're a Bengals or a Browns fan? Well, good reminder. I actually moved back to Columbus and didn't realize I still had Cincy. So there the, you go. That's uh, why you come on the Wind Daily so Show. We, we I, check your Twitter profiles. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. Uh, yeah, no, we talked about this before the show. Fair play by you completely uh, setting me up and having to explain myself out of the hole again. I am a bullshit Cowboys fan. That has left in Ohio oh, my no. whole life. We call them cockroaches. Cockroaches. Fair enough. Fair enough. Again, disclaimer, born 93. So I've seen, I think, three or four playoff victories in my entire life. Never seen a uh, NFC championship game. It's uh, it's been some rough sledding over here. So uh, Cowboys, then Buckeyes, Guardians, Cavs. I'm not a complete a-hole with the rest of it. But, you know, you grow up in a house and there's just Cowboy stuff everywhere. Only child, only the parents to leave me. It was, uh, you know, by the time I met some uh, cool friends, it was too late. Dak, are you are you a Dak guy or anti Dak at this point? If you asked me before in these first five games, I would have been a hell of a lot more uh, supportive. Man, I really think injuries have sapped a, a lot of what he used to be. I mean, dude, like you guys, even you know, not liking him as like an Eagles fan and all, all that junk, whatever you are, like he used to like before he had that ankle breaking against the Giants, like he'd look at three defenders between him and the first down, just lower his shoulder and go for it. He didn't get it half the time. He used to be able to maneuver a lot more out of the pocket. Like he was a legit athlete. The dude ran like led the SEC in rushing when he was like in college. Like we were just kind of waiting for him to come along as a passer. And then he's had the shoulder injuries. Like he doesn't even have that great of an arm anymore. So He's won at the line of scrimmage so much. And sadly, I think, ironically, similar to Romo's career, almost like Dax 
if you want to call it a prime, like 2018 to 2020, before he really had those injuries, if you say those are Dak's best years and he led a lot of great scoring offenses, that was before they had Parsons and that great scoring D, just like some of those eight and eight Romo years. So bad timing. My heart of hearts these days, guys, I, I feel like he's not the uh, Super Bowl answer. Could he maybe get there with a hot postseason run? Sure. But, uh, man, been rough sledding. I got yeah, hold on, Jack, real fast. I, 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 got, yeah, I have a theory. Tell me. I, I tell me if I'm way off base, right? But because you obviously you watch him play, you know more. But you know, McCarthy finally this year, I think, really inserted, um, you know, his West Coast style offense, which is the playbook's very meticulous sometimes, right? A lot of lot of game scripting, a lot of calling. And Dak wasn't always known as the most, you know, intelligent play caller uh coming out. And I feel like possibly he's getting a little exposed in a lot of his terminology, not being able to pick it up because. His reads have been so off, you know, in this odd compared to like you said, listen, I'm with you. Like he was like future MVP. I mean, like, and now all of a sudden, like he can't even read a defense. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's more than mechanics is what I'm saying. Do you think there's any, any, you know, basis to that? Or am I just blowing smoke? He and Kellen Moore were so cemented and like knew everything about each other for a long time. So is he having a hard time adjusting to new offense? Maybe I like, I never saw any signs of him not being like attuned with the previous offense. I'll say that. Cause again, like you would see some of the pre-snap adjustments he would continuously make. And even like, I remember starting off in, um, it was 2021, I think. Cause like he came back from the ankle injury and then all of a sudden they played the Buccaneers week one and you see his arm strength. It's like, what the fuck happened to Dak's arm here? And like, he was having to beat defenses for a good portion of that season like really just being ahead on every single read and stuff and he's able to do that but man that's hard like you know like we're talking about like almost end of career like Peyton type shit and you know lord knows Dak wasn't never holding a candle to Peyton or anything I'm not trying to say that but just again I really think just the guy we're seeing now is just like if we had like you know at like video game attributes one through ten like his athleticism I feel like it used to be like a seven now it's like a four and then his arm strength used to be maybe like a seven maybe an eight and now it's like a five so it's just one of those things where he has to be perfect with his reads he has to be perfect with his accuracy because now he has no margin for error and again the whole mccarthy side of things is clearly not making anything better and yeah man it's a uh, it's not great they got cd lamb getting doubled or not being used right and then no one else on the offense can really separate so well uh we'll see if parsons in that defense can can be special you know pull one of those 2015 broncos seasons out of their ass but otherwise man gonna be tough at least his hips yeah. don't lie. He's got that little <laughs> hip movement I love before the game. Little <laughs> <laughs> secure. So, Ian, before we get to drafting here, a couple more questions and then we'll get into it. Um, obviously, the Cowboys aren't winning the Super Bowl. They're probably not coming out of the NFC. We know that. But if you had to say <laughs> today, know. one of these teams at NFC is going to make it, you can say the Eagles. We won't like, you know, put a sound bite on it. We have one of Tony saying he loves the Cowboys. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, come we on. Won't, we won't hold you to it, but who's coming out the NFC? Who's coming out the AFC right now? Who takes it down at the end? We're a long way ahead, but I'm no, saying no. you had to put a bet down today. I'll go. I'll go Bills over the 49ers in the Super Bowl. That's what I'll go with right now. I think uh, I think the Dolphins are better than they showed in that game against the Bills. I could see them having much. I could see the Dolphins winning the second one, maybe even winning the division. But 
having that Josh Allen trump card in an offense that still has like a difference maker like Diggs and like even G- like Gabe Davis would be the best wide receiver on the Chiefs like by a pretty good margin and like yeah. I think Kelsey because he's been hurt he has really been a lesser player this year like he still scores some touchdowns but like we've kind of been waiting for that age drop off and he's playing through the injury the injury but like that's not guaranteed to get better now he's got the ankle thing like this happened when you're 34 years old trying to keep playing at such a high level so i don't think the chiefs have looked like the same monster i don't think the eagles have necessarily started meshing yet all the way they're a f- they're five and oh that's fair but like man there's been some uh just worrisome offensive performances hurts finally looked like i thought the best version of himself this last week he was finally running more i mean for a guy as physical as he is and lord knows we hear enough about the squatting he sure slides you know for two yards to avoid contact more than just about any quarterback out there so whatever doing his thing but 49ers have been the most complete team on offense and defense in the nfc and then um i think josh allen and company could maybe uh maybe just break through it's a lesser chiefs team this year I think it's Chiefs, Dolphins, Bills, and the rest in the AFC pretty much, right? Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, and Lamar, I'd like to believe, but I don't think the rest of the team is there per usual. Yep. Yeah. Kind of agree to all that. Uh, About to get into this draft cast. I only made one bet so far this week, and it's on the Mm -hmm. Lions. I I just think Baker's not that good. I don't think the Bucs are not that good. Can you get behind uh, Lions minus three on the road against Tampa? Not worry about the uh golf non-dome splits. Nah, I think uh once it gets Baker, I think you can kind of write something like that off. To be fair, Baker playing some good football this year. I shouldn't be a hater. Buccaneers country, uh, let's bake. But yeah, no, I think that's fair. I mean, Lions are uh, you know, we talk about consensus top teams in a conference, like you can't build a top four without the Lions in it uh so far this year. So Buccaneers, let's face it, you know, their major test of the year against the Eagles. Like that game was never even really competitive. It looks like Mike Evans is going to be out with his hamstring. He didn't practice on Wednesday. That's huge. Yeah, I like that bet. I like that. Okay, there we go. Lock it in. So, Dave, give us a recap how Tony finally uh, beat me and beat everybody else. I think he got first. I still haven't won yet, so maybe oh, this could be my week. Well, get him a lock of Kleenex, man. Jesus, <laughs> Do you ever listen to me? No. Actually, Tony no, didn't, Tony didn't win. They, no, he didn't win last week. Right, Tony so did Tony well, but he didn't win. Uh, I came then, in second. Yeah, but I got to give props <laughs> to the guy that won. Mike Dempsey came on and ruled the roost. He did a great job. Jacksonville Jaguars uh, beat writer and, and, and close to the team. You know, his picks were just fantastic. Adam Thielen, he was able to scoop before us, was the number three wide receiver on the board, came back with 6X value, and then was solid throughout his lineup. He probably messed up with quarterback with Patrick Mahomes and still smoked us. Um, <laughs> you know, um, from the the highlights, Tony, you know, Devonna Shane or A Chain, as I like to call him, was a great pick. Obviously, um, he number one overall, out. by the way, took right, him first was, overall. Four X value ended up the third RB on the board, even with getting hurt in that game. Uh, myself, I had the number one tight end on the board, Dallas Goddard, last week. It was a Dallas game. I told you about it. Uh, 7X value if you were able to hang in and get Dallas Goddard at 4,200, putting up over 28 points. And, Jason, um, like you usually do, you spend for a lot of Tyree Kill. And, you know, he was number two wide receiver on the board. I heard Ian talk about it earlier. No expert needs to take Tyreek, but you did. And good job. Congrats. 
<laughs> I love. It. I just want to know what is with the Baker hate, bro. Like, I like you hate Baker Mayfield. He's like, not that bad. Quarter, he's sporting a hundred and one quarterback rating, and you hate he's him. Better like, this I year. corrected myself. You know, you're right. No, he's, they're talking. Right. They're talking about me. They're talking. No, about I know, me, but I'm, I get on. I'm a girl. With them. Come on, man. Yeah. I know. He's like, Ian. You have no. He hates. Who they Baker. play though? Let's go. Like all of a sudden, Jay hates Baker. No, I didn't all of a sudden. It's been like three or four oh, yeah. years. I was ahead of the the, the Baker hate. I was ahead of the I was ahead of the Russell Wilson hate. Um, I gotta start hating some new players. I think Baker gets crashed this week. I think like Evanson's playing out of his mind. He's been playing well. They haven't played a good team. I think maybe one good team so far this year. So they're gonna probably get smoked here by the Lions. I think the Lions win is easy. I think Goff. If you give me a choice any day of the week, I'll take Goff over Baker. I don't know if any of you guys want Baker over Goff, oh, no. but I got Goff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying not giving okay. them no love. This could be a trap game too. You don't know that. It could be a trap game for Detroit. No, Goff, Goff is really bad on the road. Like I'm worried that? about. Like you know, all, they matter. already said Gibbs is probably out. St. Brown's out. Like yep. I, you know, just the little things there. Brown's definitely out. St. Brown's like, definitely out. I don't know. They're saying doubtful. So I mean, look again. You know, things can change. That's why I'm going to oh. wait and see. But Dave, I just knew that he's changing his cheat sheet right now. Do you hear him? He's out. He's changing cheat sheet already. Shouldn't even said that shit up though. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> as, as we get into week six here, let me just make two notes. Tony, you're banned from picking the Colts defense four out of five weeks. I think they've got you one point. And That's Jason, okay. Jason, you gotta stop picking bum quarterbacks. Like Daniel Jones got you seven <laughs> last week. All right. So you two just, just mix survive. it up. At least you survived. <laughs> mix it up a little bit, and then uh we'll have some fun. But Ian, because the guest won last week, now the records on the year are. I'm at two wins. The guess at two wins. Tony at one. You get to lead off and pick where you want to draft. That's one through four. You know it's a snake draft. Where do you feel most comfortable? It's on you. First, first or last, baby. Let's go. Number oh, one. I like it. All right. Let me put that up there. All right. So, Tony, you being second place, it's on you to pick where you want to two, three, or four. Uh, give me, give me last. Give me four. I like it. I like it. All right, Jay. My turn. I'll go three. Come on, man. (laughs) I got to follow. You want me to go two? I'll go two. No, no, that's fine. I, you know, this is all good. This is gonna be fun. That's what we say. (laughs) But it's only fun if you win. So let's start off with Ian. You lead off the draft cast tonight. The NFL Win Daily Sports Draft Cast here. Uh, Let me make sure. Did they come up? What's going on, Jay? What are you doing here? All right, you do it. You do it. You do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. There we go. There you go. All right. Big week six. So as we know, teams on by this week. A lot of different. We still have a you know European game over overseas. So I think it's ten game slate. So a little bit you know whittled down, but still a lot of value out there. So we'll lead off with you, Ian. Like checking on the yeah London slate. We're good. I'm taking the guy with more PPR points than any running back, not named Christian McCaffrey this year. Give me Raheem Mostert, 6,400. No Devin Chan. Don't even know if Jeff Wilson's going to be back. Eight touchdowns to his name. Lock it in. Love it, love it, love it. I know I did a lot of Jeff Wilson's in my weekly uh, or my season-long leagues uh, pickups this week, but still it's going to be Mostert, Mostert, Mostert. I'm with you. Ooh, that's a good pick. <laughs> All right. Already at panic station. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was definitely like everybody had him. Everybody yeah. had a most. Uh, 
But I'll tell you, I got I got a rule, and it and it's year to year to year, and I I feel like it's really going to pay off this week. Pick a running back against the Texans. I'll start off with Alvin Kamara. He's just got too much volume this year, um, and I think it's going to be a good week. You know, Texans can keep up with them. So I'm hoping for a higher scoring game, but at the worst, he's going to get a lot of volume. So I'll take him at 6,800. I will go with KJ Osborne. Addison's banged up. Justin Jefferson is out. Chicago really bad defensively. One of the worst, you know, pass defenses. So give me Osborne at 4,400. Get some value locked in. Love it. Love it. Love it. Really, I thought maybe he'd come back, but good pick. All right, Jigsaw up for two. Uh, did, did did have you noticed something though? Like you know, I'm just saying a little familiarity. You have Ian took Moster Dolphins running back first overall last week. I took eighteen Dolphins running back overall. People thinking on the same page. That's all I'm saying. But um, uh, look, I'm gonna ride the hot streak, man. I, I, I'm gonna go Jamar Chase. Uh, you know, I I like what I saw last week. I really really am getting invested into this Cincinnati offense finally uh starting to roll looks like Barrow may be healthy so since Dave since you took my Kamara pick I'll take Jamar Chase you know and funny let me just break before he takes a second we were on serious many many times and Jamar Chase he did what we said Tony he scores nothing for three four weeks and puts up a 35 40 55 actually point week um he's a roller coaster but when you hit him he hits you home runs he does, man. He does. He, he, I mean, he gives you those, those giant games. I just think that, you know, th- after that week, you know, it, it's just, it clicked, right? It clicked. I mean, Joe Barrow, 78%. And on, on that basis, I'm taking Joe B. So my whole point of this was going Joe B and Jamar Chase. So now I'm done. I got my combo and now it's on everybody else. Let's roll. All right. Um, I'm going to go Kieran Williams still on, you know, he's, He's out there pretty much every snap for this team. Game script did not help him last week um, against Philly. A lot softer matchup against Arizona. I think the Rams are actually a good team. They could be playoff bound. Um, and Karen Williams is getting all the touches. Running back, there's not too many guys out there. So I'm going to lock him up before you guys do. I like it. Um, I do like – I always like taking a player off a bad week, um, especially if he's getting the touches, like you said. So good good pick there. Uh, well, we talked about Jason on the, the Sunday show, right? Um, I was big on Cooper Cup, and he ended up being the fifth uh, highest wide receiver. I'm going to go right back to it. There's just no way they can stop this guy from getting open, but more importantly, from Stafford to throwing him the ball. Uh, it's going to hurt Puka a little bit, even though Puka still had a, a Puka still had a good week. But give me Cooper. I know he's priced up to nine K, but on this slate, I trust him more than I do uh, some other receivers. So I'll take Cooper at nine. Good stuff. All right, I'm locking in some little bit of value, and then we're going big. Give me Josh Downs, Colts yeah. starting slot, Gardner Minshew under center. I'm going to miss watching Anthony Richardson play, but. Right there. There's a couple guys, maybe high three Ks. I'm sure we'll get to uh, here in a little bit. But I thought, uh, I think, uh, you know, other than KJ Osborne, definitely one of the better uh, values in the slate. And then give me Tyreek Hill. We'll get we'll get another Dolphin. Why the hell not? Dude's wide receiver one in the NFL for a reason now. Justin Jefferson is out. Expensive, but my God, it's the Panthers. It's the Dolphins offense. I'm just worried about the, uh, he seems to be dudding in like even number weeks. So that's the biggest concern we got right now. Yeah, no, true. But I mean, can't go wrong with Tyreek. We talked about the potential to be the first receivers to go for 2,000 yards. And I, I think it's, 
it can happen. Yes, it can really happen. Um, just because I did it already, I took Cooper. Give me Matthew Stafford. Um, I'm going to just lock up this card. The Cardinals haven't stopped anybody all year. And we watched it last week with Barrow. He finally broke out. Couldn't do anything for four games. The Cardinals are the perfect recipe and medicine to that. So give me the Stafford Cup combo. And I'm sitting well at 6,100 with the quarterback. Yeah, so I'll go um, – actually, like, wide receiver up top is not as strong as it normally is. Uh, you guys took Cooper and Chase and Tyreek, so I'll go with the guy I actually wanted at a discount. D.K. Metcalf off a of bye week, 6,800. Good matchup against Cincinnati, good matchup against man defense. So give me D.K., 6,800. Nice, nice. All right, Tony, what are you feeling on the wheel route? Now, I will say this. You know, I'm going to challenge, like I always do, I challenge our leader, Jay, a little bit. Um, the Kyron Williams pick. Here's, I'm going to, I'll be honest with you. Everybody came in with Cooper Cobb thinking that, you know, he was going to take all the, the catches and targets away from Puka. No. That one game script, man. That was, they didn't need him, right? They, they went all pass. And he's the guy who's going to lose the value, in my opinion, on this team, not. Puka. So I think that Kyron drops in my opinion, which is why I want nothing to do with him this week. Uh, but that's just, just just my opinion. Everybody has their opinion, right? Uh, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick on the same. I'm gonna stick on the same thing with uh, with Jay with the DK pick. I'm gonna go Kenneth Williams. Listen, man, coming off a bye, I love this guy. He's consistent with his touches. Consi- I, I know he wasn't targeted in the passing game last time. Doesn't matter. He's a battering ram. Um, and I'm gonna go double running back here. Okay, because when my man Dan Campbell comes up to the podium and speaks and says his workhorse is David Montgomery and Jamar Gibbs is a change of pace guy we drafted up to get, which makes absolutely zero sense, I'm going all in. So give me David Montgomery too. Thank you. And hold on. I'm so tired of people being like, oh, only fantasy football guys are mad about this usage. You use a 12th overall pick on the guy. If you want to pace back, draft him in the fourth round. This is the opposite of fantasy football. This is just like good roster management. Come on. Ian, I want to give you a chest bump right now. I've been writing for the past three weeks on this thing. Why use the 12th pick if you're going to – Give the guy a ball that goes for 3.8 yards per carry. Now, am I going to play David Montgomery? Absolutely. But they are just, oh, all right, go. And by it's the way, you such a hear- nonsensical argument. Like, don't blame us on fantasy football. Like, right. well, no. leave us out of this. Exactly. Yo, and Tony, for the record, you want Kenneth Walker, right? Yeah, I always say Kenneth Williams. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I thought I heard that, too. <laughs> I should have there was I don't know. I'm a there, nine year kid. Billy D. Williams called uh, 45 is always in my mind. So that Williams thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. Give me um, the guy who catches passes from Justin Fields. The only guy, um, DJ Moore. Man, guys had a monster last couple weeks. It looks like Justin Fields can throw the ball again. Hopefully, there's no weather concerns in Chicago. But DJ Moore, 6,500. Probably the last time you see his price tag this low against a Minnesota team. I think this game could be. Sneaky shootout um, potential, so price is right on, on DJ. I like it. I do. Um, I'm touring. Like, I want to get in this passing game with Detroit. And as much as I like Josh Reynolds, I'm going to go Sam Laporta instead. Uh, Sam Laporta already has more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts, who was uh, picked, what, third overall for Atlanta. <laughs> and um, Jordan Smith has more catches probably too. Yeah. I mean, they just use him so much in the passing game. So, you know, if if Amonra's back, might take away from my Reynolds, but 
Laporta's getting the targets no matter what. I'll take him at 56. All right. I'm going to take my second running back, Joe Mixon. Bengals workhorse. Got stopped the one-yard line three times (laughs) on the same damn drive last week. Honestly, he's had the same exact efficiency as last year, almost the same usage. The only difference is the Bengals offense fucking sucked for the first four weeks. I think last week was a great sign. They're going to be much better. Very winnable matchup against the Seahawks. I think Mixon falls into the end zone once, maybe twice. Um, I got my main guys. I'm going to go with Logan Thomas now, though, at 3.5 over at tight end. Lock in the cheapie. It doesn't make sense to me why Logan Thomas is almost like the number one pass game option in Washington. But, you know, Sam Howell works in mysterious ways. Uh, Falcons don't exactly have the world's uh, best pass defense. All due respect to Jesse uh, Bates, but not a matchup I'm scared of. Sam Howell has more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes this year, which is crazy to say out loud, but true. And I think in the uh, cheap tight end scene, he uh, stands out to me. So there we go. I like it. I do like it. He's on the cheat sheet, so just so you know, Logan Thomas is on the cheat sheet. (laughs) Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. He's, he must be on sixes then. He's on somebody's. Um, You're drafting from somebody's cheat sheet. Semi cheat sheet. No, I do, I do have a, sh- a shout out Fantasy Labs. I, I, no, I, I, that I is for Jay. Oh, okay. Okay. So they make fun of me because I say, like, usually, like, you guys all them. draft off my cheat sheet. I say Tony was cheating off my cheat sheet, drafting all my players a couple no. weeks back. So <laughs> I was just telling him that Logan Thomas is definitely on the cheat sheet this week. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good pick. Good pick. There, there's, um, hmm. There's a lot of value I like out there, and I gotta I gotta dive into the value range at some point here. Um, yeah, geez, you guys are uh... all right. I, I'm pausing for a reason here. I'm gonna go Dolphins defense. These uh, Carolina Panthers can't move the ball, and you know you can get garbage time touchdowns all you want, but if you turn it over enough. I like Dolphins D for 3,500. There's a few other Ds I like, but I think I'm in a good spot with them and can save a little money. So I'll go with them, try and free up where I go after this. This didn't happen by – this kind of happened by accident, but I'm going to go with another uh, – I don't even know what you call it, but give me another uh, – what, what do you even call this thing? Is it, is it a nickname? Is it a what? Is it TJ Hawkinson. But So I have a KJ, a DK, a DJ. <laughs> now give me a TJ. Hawkinson looks Minnesota's banged up. Chicago's defense terrible. Should be I should hopefully have the one and two options on Minnesota outside of maybe Madison, and we'll see what happens with Addison here. But I like this game a lot. You know, sneaky stack potential. Nice. I like it. What you feeling, Tone? I like it. All right, I'm gonna go double wide right here. Uh, it's going to be easy, going to be quick. I want some exposure to that Rams team, and I didn't want to pay up for Cooper, so I'll take the $1,000 savings and I'll go Puka. Um, and then on the other end, listen, Dave, you talked about Carolina. I'm going to talk about Houston. Can't stop anybody either. Uh, so give me – you can't guard me. I can't guard Mike. Give me Michael Thomas uh, in a sleeper spot that maybe this, this Saints putting up some big points uh, against Houston at 4,900. All right, all right. Can't guard Mike. I like it. All right, Jay, it's moving fast. Back to you. Um, what do I want to go first here? What do I want to go first? Um, let me see something real quick. Yeah, just in case, I'll go Geno Smith here. 
just in case Ian might grab him. I don't think he was grabbing him, but um, I need value. Yeah. 5,700. I want to attack the Cincinnati defense as well. I believe in Gino. I believe in DK. So I can see a little sneaky, you know, shootout here. The same reasons why you guys got Chase and Mixon. I think this game is a little bit more up paced than some of the other ones on the board. So give me Gino at 5,700. All right. All right. So there's a lot going on in the Houston game, as, as um, you've already talked, uh, Tony, going with Thomas. Looks like Tank Dell is going to be out this week. And if he's out this week, I think that opens up put Lattimore on Nico and let's go with you know some value here with Robert Woods at 3,800. Um, it could open up the passing game for Woods. We already seen what CJ can do. I think this is a really good value spot if Dell doesn't play. Bobby Trees. Yes. All right. Well, now I get to wait on quarterback. So thanks, fellas. Uh, spoiler. It wasn't going to be Geno Smith. It wasn't <laughs> going to be Geno. Give me, uh, for my flex, Mr. Travis Etienne. Jags, workhorse, top five running back. Someone I was unfortunately not high enough on in redraft because I was like, why draft Etienne in round four when you can get Kenneth Walker in round five? When in reality, you could have just drafted both, you fucking idiot. So, you know, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll watch the film on that and get better. Good lesson that, uh, you know, as much as you, I think you always want to be like, okay, what can I get later at a cheaper price? Like, just because you can also find something really good cheaper doesn't mean the uh, original thing isn't pretty good in its own right. So I'll go there and then I'm going to go with, Give me the Browns defense at 2200 Cheapest one out there. I know it's the 49ers, but we got Miles Garrett. And, you know, when I look for a cheap defense, I'm like, I want them to be a really good real-life defense. I want them to be home, and I want them to be playing a bad offense. Clearly, we're not getting the bad offense part. But to be home, coming off a bye, and to be a legit, really good defense, Pur Purdy's due for an INT. That's all I'm saying. He, he really is. Um, I like it, and I'm the same as you, and I, I think we all agree here. Defense is nowhere you want to pay up on, and it, it happened again last week with the Saints being the number one defense right around 3K. So um, I'm with you. I like it. So there's just a lot of talk out of different places who's going to start, and it, it, I'm torn here, but I'm going to go Alexander Madison at 5,600. I still I'm, – I'm worried about the Cam Akers. It, it's going to happen. But I'm hoping this week it's still the Madison show. So, 5,600, good value against a terrible Bears defense. Like that call. Um, I need a running back and a wide receiver. Let me go and take a shot here. Again, I don't think anybody's going to take this guy, but just in case – if he doesn't play, I think it's a really good play. If Rashawn plays, I think it's a potentially bad play. But he's concussed and in practice today. So I'm going to go with Deontay Foreman at 4,400. Um, he could be in there, you know, getting all the touches because there's yeah. nobody behind him besides, like, some pullbacks that are going to be in there. So he could get every single touch against the Minnesota team at 4,400. Kind of risky in this kind of scenario, but – doesn't look so good right now for Johnson from what I see with a concussion. So I'll roll the dice before him at 4,400. Even Homer's like dealing with a hamstring. Like they just had to yeah, sign. There's nobody left. It's like they just had to sign Darrington Evans off the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's bad. Somebody signed Tony Jones. I don't know what team it was, but somebody oh. signed Tony Jones. Yeah, somebody did sign was. Tony Jones. Oh, Arizona, uh, I think. Yeah, Arizona thing. They said he has the worst yards per carry 
ever. Yeah. Like ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Crazy. He, he was running hard in one of those games earlier this year, but yeah, I mean, that's all I got. <laughs> no Joe. Oh, is it me? Me. All right. Hey, um, to you. Okay. So uh because Ian stole my defense, uh, mm-hmm. I had to flip the script here. Colts? Which is fine. No, I was going Browns. I had <laughs> I, I didn't think anybody was gonna go Browns <laughs> versus 49ers. So uh I like it though. I, I have a, a theory behind it. That's okay, not worried about it. Uh, I'm gonna get one of my crazy jigsaw picks in a minute. So uh give me Alan Lazard uh going up against my Eagles. Uh right now, I, I it doesn't even matter. Like our secondary beside you know in the nickel is just completely distraught. And you know, we could be obviously exposed. I know I'm asking a lot of Zach Wilson, which will probably be Kirk Cousins in a couple of weeks anyway. But I just think that, you know, he could he could get free for a big play. So give me him in the flex. And then I'm going to go full out. Jason loves when I give these theories, right? I'm, it, it, Jason always brings up the Jack Stoll theory, right, from Philadelphia. Like, I try to script plays on, like, what I think can happen. So I'm going to draft Drew Ogletree, uh, tight end from Indianapolis, and specifically because Shane Steichen was our – offensive coordinator here loves to run trickery and he trusts Gardner Minshew more than he trusts Mr. Richardson, you know, as that trickery play caller. And I think that he gets a little cute down in the red zone. And I think I could see Ogletree catching a touchdown, uh, you know, between the, between the 20. So, or I mean, after the 20. So I really think that that's a value play right there for 2,600. That is deep for sure. I'll ride one more week with this hey, guy. See how Jay does give you like not these. Oh, yeah, it's deep. No, he's on to the next. Nothing. Yeah, just go. I don't even know who Drew Ogletree is, bro. I don't even know who this guy exactly. is. Exactly. The the be like, all right, Dave, I like that pick. I like that pick. <laughs> That's okay. That's all good. I'll go. go I'll next. go with the the guy who just keeps on doing his thing. Adam Thielen, man. I don't know if he's got another week in him, but against Miami, they're gonna be playing from behind. Hopefully, don't you know pump the brakes early in this game. Get him another 10 targets, get him 100 yards, get him 15, 20 points. Drafting still kept him in his mid-value range at 5,900, so I'm going to roll with Thielen. One more week, it might burn me against Miami. They're, they're pretty tough, but at the same time, they're going to be down a bunch throwing the ball the entire game on the Carolina side. Good pick. I mean, he's just been an absolute workhorse here. So what is he, 5,900? All right, I got him. Yeah. So Adam Thielen. All right. So, um, there was a guy that kind of like came out of nowhere last week and we didn't see it coming. I mean, we obviously were picking some other players on this team, but give me, um, the Cincinnati Bengals looks like the number two receiver, Trenton Irwin. Uh, he, he came out and balled out a little bit, right? Eight receptions for 60 yards, uh, out, out did, um, Tyler Boyd there, 3,300, I think is a great value pick this week. So. I'll take Trent Irwin and leaves me with a decent amount for my flex. All right, Ian, let's wrap it up for your team. Last two. All right, this one's freaking tough. I'm going to as my quarterback, lock him in, and then I'm stuck between two 3,500 wide receivers. If I was an attorney, I'd go ahead and play the game stack thing and take Mingo, but I'm going to go ahead and go at Rondale Moore. 3,500 because he is a full-time wide receiver. Actually, okay, enough. Cardinals offense, better than we thought. And with no James Conner, they have already used Rondale a good amount in the backfield. I think we see double-digit combined carries and targets for a guy that I do think is pretty damn good with the football in his hands. Yeah, I read something about him this week, and I really like that, that he could end up being a beneficiary of Conner being out. Yep. 
So, yeah, get those carries, get those um, Debo Samuel type plays. So good pick, good pick. Ron this is Daniel. interesting, though, real quick, on Mingo, because, you know, again, I'm building Dolphins, so I thought about having the, the bring back there. I saw Marshall didn't play last week, and I was like, oh, like, what he injure? And he was just randomly a healthy – like, he was active but just did not play a single snap last week. And Frank Reich after the game was like, yeah, that can't happen. That's on me. But I want to – because, like, Mingo at 3,500, like, he just ran, like, over 80% routes last week, had 10 PPR points. Like, he's kind of in play there, but that's a weird situation to monitor So. It, it is. It is. It really is. And they just have too many different things going on there for me to trust, you know, be, behind Thielen. But, yeah. um, all right, I'm torn behind the Eagles running back. DeAndre Swift has been so good this year, and the Jets have been letting up some rushing yards. But this guy burnt me the last couple of weeks. I mean, just burnt me by being like he's been average. But now he's got the mustache. He's got Gardner. Give me Michael Pittman Jr. for 6,300 here. Um, he's I think with a better passer in suit, I think we're going to see a better Michael Pittman this week. So I'll, I'll do Pittman to round out my lineup for the third straight week, by the way. Yeah, I was looking his way. I was looking at Olave's way, but reports he didn't practice. I like Shahid, too, at like 3,700. I think he can kind of sneak by. Um, this defense I really don't like other than the fact they're playing Atlanta, and Atlanta doesn't put up any points. Hoping just for some containment here, get a couple of sacks, um, maybe – Pick off the kid. Commanders, 3,100. Not in love with it. I'm not in love with really any defenses. Um, the Lions, pretty good. But outside of that, defense is kind of tight this week. All right. And Tony, you're up to closing. If, if, if you know, you can tell I could give two shits about defense. I don't care. <laughs> um, so I always take the least one on the board. Second, the least was the Browns, which was in my build. So now I'm just going to go to Panthers. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care about the defense. If I win by a defense, so be it. There's no, there's no science behind defense. Like I hate when the season long dudes that don't even follow fantasy football, <laughs> they win because somebody had a fumble recovery. Like, stop. You couldn't have planned for that. Like enough. Like, Defense, Panthers, whatever. Lock it in. I'm done. $200 left on the board, and we're good to go. Preach. Preach. Love it. We got a comment here. Faith in Milf Hunter. Nice. I think, Tony, that's you with Ellen. That's me. That's my man, yeah. A.L. He's, he's yeah. faithing in uh, Mr. Mr. Money out there, Mr. Uh, the next bat liner. Um, you know what I mean? So, so Ian, Zach Wilson. As we wrap up this draft, and I, I think it's really a, a well-balanced, it's going to be a, a, a good battle this week. We know there's more than will happen between now and Sunday, but let me ask you this, working for the fantasy life, right, um, and, and, and dealing with Matthew Barry, you got a lot of things going on your plate. But if you were to look at a game stack this week, what would be your favorite game stack? <sighs> um, Game stack here. Yeah, and, and I will say, like, just – for first year of full companies like doing you know full content so i'm hopeful to get back more into dfs on a weekly basis here next 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 year hopefully so this year I haven't been quite in my zone just gonna caveat that before i say a terrible game stack um <laughs> i would i think the way matthew stafford has the volume he has right now if you just kind of like throw it back to like lev bell david johnson days and just jam in cooper cup and puka nakua 
stack him with Stafford and then grab like a Rondale Moore, Michael Wilson, bring back just like for the absolute cheap there in that passing game with the Cardinals. I think that can make some sense. And honestly, if those guys get chalky, maybe you go to Zach Ertz or you go to even Hollywood Brown, who's been money uh, throughout this year. So that's the one that kind of stands out because, again, it's got a pretty good game total. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I feel like people are on Cooper, but. Is that the highest game total of the week? Maybe I just said some chalk. So apologies no, no. if so, but <laughs> I, I know I love it because you're talking about runbacks too, right? That that's a very affordable situation if you can get Stafford with two high receivers and uh, two cheap ones with the runback. So you're really gonna be like it's gonna be ugly the rest, but we get guys like Deontay Foreman save a little cash, bring in yeah. a little Rondale Moore. You know, we're talking. No, I, I I really like that perspective, and I think that's a good point there. Jason, I mean, you went with a different perspective this week, and I only say that because you didn't go after the high-valued players. You really balanced your team here. Yeah, DK68, he's probably your highest one on the board, but really a balanced lineup here. Uh, let me just get your thoughts on – it sounded like you said it earlier. Wide receiver seems like an area that if you don't go high, there's a lot of good value in the middle. Yeah, look, they didn't adjust some prices. We have a lot of injuries. We still got to wait for things to shake out with Minnesota and Chicago. And there's some weather there I'm a little concerned about. When Chicago gets bad weather at times, it can get windy, and I see some rain on the forecast. I don't know how serious it is at this point, but Chicago's defense is terrible. Minnesota's defense, pretty terrible as well. Should be a good game environment. If they let, you know, Justin Fields throw the ball a bit, um, they they – play action to him. He had some design runs. They could put bring up the pace, and the Vikings are not stopping anybody. And then with Justin Jefferson out now, there's just more touches and, and, and targets for Addison, Osborne, Hawkinson. This kid Brandon Powell might be in play two with 3K. Get to see what he shakes out to be. If Addison is out, you know, everybody's going to be flocking to Osborne and Powell and Hawkinson. I think Madison's in play. I think this game could be sneaky. If, you know, like Justin Fields, you know where you're going on that side. And there's so much value in this game because it's either going to be Roshan Johnson and everybody's going to load up there, or it's, you know, Deontay Foreman at 4,400. So a lot of value in this. DraftKings did not adjust for DJ Moore at 6,500. It's like the only guy he's looking at for the most part. Cole Komet in play as well. But I think there's a lot of good value here. I like the Seattle-Cincinnati game as well. There's two good offenses with weapons galore and – Solid quarterbacks, not so great defenses. That's another game. I like what Ian said about, you know, the game he's targeting, the Rams-Cardinals. There's value. There's upside. They're playing in a dome. You got to worry about that. And I can see Detroit, you know, potentially putting up some points. There's some value there against Tampa Bay. And then there's a couple of games they just don't want to touch. You know, you got the Patriots-Raiders pretty much don't want to touch that. You want some shares of Miami, Carolina potentially, but – you know, there's not so many high-scoring games on the slate. And then you got the biggest question that I feel like people need to, you know, start with or at least think about is McCaffrey. You know, do you want to – we haven't seen a full game out of McCaffrey in a couple of weeks here. They might need him this week. So what does that mean? Even though it's a really tough matchup, does anybody want to play McCaffrey here? I think that's going to be a starting point for a lot of people because running back is not so deep at the top end because Pollard's off the slate. And some of these big dogs at a running back position are off the slate too. Hey, Tone. So I looked at you're your not team. asking me about a game, are you? Because I think Jay went through the whole slate. No, yeah, I got yeah, nothing yeah. left. I got, no, I got nothing left. So yeah, I'm used to it. It happens. All right, yeah, I, I can't even talk. I got nothing left. No, no every got, game. We got something left. Listen, all right. Hope you we go are. after Hope two of the top five wide receivers, and I like it. I, I like Chase. I like Nakua. But there's 
a game that we kind of left off this slate. And not not like heavily, but there's not much Eagles action on here. In fact, there's none. Let me ask you, going into this Jets game, Jets are actually vulnerable a little bit against wide receivers. It was Dallas last week. AJ still got his, but it was AJ two weeks before that. It was uh, Devontae. Who would you take in an Eagles passing game against the Jets? No one saw Scardiners on the other side. I'm take listen, I, I don't care who's on the other side. I look, you know, I look at images, right? And I look twice, Dave, and I know you did too, twice in that game where Jalen Hurts or Nick Sariani was talking and coaching up Devontae Smith. This is Devontae Smith week. I, I don't care what anybody says, right? We've watched this play out before. You have two, you have the luxury of having two elite wide receivers, in my opinion. And I'm not, listen, just not talent, but we're seeing, we're seeing, you know, the next T.O., right? That, that's what we're, you know, in, in Philadelphia, okay? Because Philadelphia, he was that dominant before he broke his leg. And we're seeing the same thing with A.J. Brown. And Devontae Smith's an elite route runner, right? So these, it's hard to make both these guys happy. And I think Devontae thought it was going to be his week, and it was at the Dallas Goddard week. So I think if I had to pick between the two, I'll take the $800 less, and I'll go with Devontae Smith because I think they're going to force feed him this week to really prove a point that he is still one of their main guys. I love it. And I agreement. What's up, Jay? I was going to say, you guys are scared of the Jets defense. It's okay. Right. I, I'm not scared, but I, I think there's going to be like, there's different ways to win. They're good, defense. man. They're actually a good defense. Yeah, I don't they have a terrible quarterback. I, you I, don't think so? They're ranked like 19th in DVOA. Everybody's out here jumping on their band. Like the Jets, this is my take are a little bit fools going on defense. They have a couple of good players, but you can okay. expose them. You you should not be scared playing against the Jets. That's my opinion. Russell Wilson didn't cook against them. He doesn't cook against anybody. They got two or three corners like be back behind Sauce that are been banged up. At least two will remain yep. out. So, uh, yeah, and Sauce doesn't like shadow anyway. And if he does, like it would be on A.J. Brown. So, Devontae said, no, I think that's a, that's a good call. We just saw with Goddard. And even before that game, like in week two – they did try to make that a Goddard game as well. It didn't really work out, but like, no, I'm with you. And like, we, we do see teams do that. And uh, the most important thing was the Eagles' passing game as a whole was looking better last week than they had previously. So, I like it. Dak and the cat, like, CD had a buck forty or something against the Jets. I mean, it's, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah, yep, no, absolutely. So, Ian, give us some like, you know, publicity here. Tell them where. Tell all our followers who's tuning in tonight, who will watch it later, where we can find you at, what you're up to, and like. Obviously, I know you're into a lot of good stuff right now. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, no, this was fun. Uh, not not enough DFS goodness uh, in my life, so appreciate you guys having <laughs> me on. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, fancy life. Uh, Matthew Berry's fancy life. Get to talk to the freaking goat sometimes. Pretty freaking crazy. I got Matthew Berry saying sheesh now. What a uh, what a time to be alive. But, yeah, I got uh, you know, plenty of articles going up there. Sheesh report. I break down all the near misses and stuff. You kind of had to watch the games to see for you every single Tuesday morning. Bunch of questions going on. Usually topical article. How to buy a logo out this week. Fancy life podcast you can catch me on that four or five days a week and uh yeah otherwise you know twitter doing my thing guys uh funny story here we so we had a company eliminator league and the uh we have a deal with like buffalo wild wings we have a cool punishment generator for like season-long leagues and what we did basically was like every week when you lose the eliminator league you got to do a punishment we didn't make them too bad or anything you can adjust how uh how heady you know you want to make the punishment but so i lose week four and it 
you know, set up uh, Derek Carr died. And then, like, I had, like, Mac Jones, I think, as my backup quarterback. So, wasn't meant to be Mike Williams, Saquon dead. Whatever. It was a bad team. I lost. It is what it is. But I had to uh, – my punishment was a thing about saying nothing but meow, like, you know, in Super Troopers for uh, – it was like a <laughs> – the actual thing was like, you know, in conversations, they're like, okay, Ian should do this on a podcast. And then people were quickly like, all right, let's not tank our podcast for Ian to say meow the entire time. So what it ended up being was uh, I had to do tweets for a day and just always work meow into every single one. So if anyone's uh, checks out the Twitter and seen my last like 10 or 11 tweets, I've had meow in every single one of them. Yeah. I do like that joke sometimes. Super Troopers is a great movie, but I uh, had to do that one for the good old uh, punishment. So it's good to be humble sometimes in uh, this crazy game we play, gentlemen. No, you're right. Did you use the cat emoji too? No emojis. I just worked it in. You know, you, you do something real. A couple of them actually like took off, you know, like just because they're like good sound stats and you casually see a meow in there as well. So it worked out. Uh, it worked out pretty hilarious. But, you know, when you're not allowed to tell anyone why you're being freaking crazy, it's like, oh, my God. But that's what makes punishments fun. So that's awesome. You got to have some fun, man. You got to have some fun. I mean, oh, that's sure. what it's all about, right? You, you know, you have the toilet bowl stuff. You have the end of the year stuff. Oh, yeah. So it's always fun all the time. I will say this before we go. Uh, the one game that Jason didn't touch that I can actually talk about um, that I is on my my list. I, I just have this suspicion that this could be a really good, sneaky New Orleans Saints stack week. So um, uh, Kamara was on my radar uh, right off the bat. Michael Thomas was on my radar because, you know, Alave actually, you never know, right, uh, with the injury status. And I like Derek Carr this week. Um, as much as I'm not a big Derek Carr guy, just I, I like the matchup. So I think that could be. Uh, some instant gold that maybe nobody's really looking at and playing. You know, you got to get different when you play DFS. So, um, but as always, man, everybody tune it in uh, to a week six draftcast. We much appreciate it, like we always do. Uh, make sure you make, like, subscribe. As always, it'll be podcast later. Make sure you get on our podcast page as well. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Around 11 o'clock tonight, we got the UFC coming out. Uh, JT's uh, not heavy haymakers, which is tomorrow. Uh, but he's got the quick jabs coming up tonight. Uh, get you ready for the some like preliminary rounds when it comes to UFC. As always, make sure you check out windowsports.com right now. 50 off, half 50. Uh, we're running a real big promotion, so make sure you get over there. Brand new site, brand new projection models. We've got some big press coming up in the next couple of weeks, so make sure you tune in for that. But as always, everybody, for Ian, for Tony, for Dave, for Jay, uh, make sure you catch the series show on Saturday night. Make sure you catch the live show on Sundays and the college football DFS show uh, tomorrow night with Dave and Shrek. So as always, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll catch you back here next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.